Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to ask you a little question. Have you ever taken your bike to the library in the summer and then locked it up outside with a chain and a combination lock? Have you ever locked up your luggage when you left home on a trip? Each day, many children go to school, and in order to get into the locker at school, they have to enter a certain combination before it opens up. Combination locks have been around a long time. It's been said that the earliest known combination lock was excavated in a Roman period tomb in Athens. On it were several dials instead of keyholes. To open locks like these, you need the right combination. And it reminds me of the Christian life. You know, in order to someday enter into eternal life, we need a combination of certain things. Remember that the Lord Jesus died on the cross to provide us with forgiveness. God's forgiveness is given to us so that we can turn from our sins and become obedient to his will. One of the very first things that we need is faith. Like a combination lock, you can have all the other numbers correct, but if you miss the first one, it's not going to matter because the lock won't open. Faith is the like the first rung on a ladder. If it's missing, you're not going to be able to progress and eventually get all the way up to the roof. First of all, you need to place your faith in what Jesus did for us at the cross. You must believe that he died for our sins and was risen from the grave for our justification. This is a historical event. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that Abe Lincoln was shot? Do you believe in the signing of the Declaration of Independence? Well, how many eyewitnesses actually saw these events happen? Yet, as historical events, we believe them. The life of Jesus Christ was documented by numerous people being seen after his death by as many as 500 people. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 through 8 says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve, and that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen James, then all, uh, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. Faith in this event is so important that without it, you cannot proceed any further down the Christian path. The Christian life is about becoming obedient to the Lord. But without genuine faith inside of a person's heart, it's impossible to please him. Hebrews 11.6 says, uh, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It is through faith that our hearts can be purified. Acts 15.9 says, And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. To eventually become overcomers of the sinful nature, we must possess faith. 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. When we have faith, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> when we have faith, it means to believe in something with all of your heart. If we genuinely believe in God, 
we will certainly have a desire to become a doer of his will. It is only through faith that one will truly repent. Repentance is another part of the combination. It is so important that without it, you will perish. Mark 1 verse 15, and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Luke 13, 3, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, you shall all likewise perish. Many people will only think about the Ten Commandments, but there are numerous other commandments found in the New Testament. One of those commandments is for all men to repent. Acts 17, verse 30 says, And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Contrition is another part of that combination. When someone is contrite, it means that they're sincerely penitent, with evidence of regret and sorrow for their own actions that they've committed, insomuch that it causes them to confess to God or to others whom they have wronged. They are apologetic and, and remorseful. Psalms 34, 18 says, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Psalms 51, 17, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Isaiah 66, verse 2, For all those things hath mine hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is, a, is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. Conversion is another part of the combination. Matthew 18, verse 3 says, And, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Acts 3.19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. We must also go through the process of transformation, which is required to obtain eternal life. Romans 12 verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Submission is also a requirement of the Christian life. It's through faith and submission that we can humbly do the will of God. Ephesians 5.21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Ephesians 5.22, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. James 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Obedience is one of the most important parts of the combination. Romans 2.8 But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Romans 6.17 says, But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Philippians 2.12 says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So you see, if we truly possess biblical faith, it's going to result in a process of sanctification and obedience. If you possess these qualities, then you certainly have found the right combination. 
So let's think about these things for right now, and we can be found on your web browser by searching TLK JBC, or by going to Hipcast, Buzzsprout, or Amazon, or by getting our podcast feed directly at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose, yeah, you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.